Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hey, hey, this is episode number 80. Um, Today we're going to talk about how to help your grieving friend on the Grieving Moms podcast. This episode is speaking more to those around you who want to learn about grief and how they can help and support you on your grief journey. I'm not actually sure how many of them would actually listen to this podcast, but if it resonates with you, this message that I'm sharing, and you feel like this episode could help those around you understand what you're going through, please feel free to share it with them so they can hear and learn. And I believe that you'll find this useful as well in understanding more about your own grief journey. This is two chapters taken from a book that I wrote. It's called How to Help Your Grieving Friend. I do not really do anything with it anymore, but I wanted to share it because I really think this information and learning is valuable, and maybe I'll read more chapters from it later on. So, Before I dive into the physical ways you can help, remember that no matter what you do, you cannot help with their deepest desire, the desire to have their child back. I know you want to help, and you want to do whatever you can to ease their pain. It's not possible to fix the situation, so I just want you to begin with those thoughts in mind. Also know that your friend might not want this help, money, or the things because they represent their child dying. They would rather have their child back than any money in the world or all the kindness in the world. There are many ways to help. There are many types of people and help that someone who is grieving needs, and I talk about it a bit below. First, I want to give some ways you can physically help. I often think that our brains are trying so hard to comprehend our loss that there is no extra room for all the things that used to be easy in the past. It's hard to keep up on the bills. It's hard to remember anything. It's hard to keep track of anything. It's a major feat to get the energy to clean the house. You can help so much by doing physical things for them. It's always a good idea to check in and see if this would be helpful for them. An example of this would be, Mary, I want to do something to help you. I know nothing I do can bring back you know, their child's name, but I want to be here to support you in some way. I can bring dinner on Thursday, watch your kids, for an evening before you and John so you can get some time together, or I can come over and clean your house. Would any of these be helpful for you? Remember that something you think is helpful might not be helpful for them, so communication is very important. Justin and I were very blessed that we had a lot of help. Our friends stepped in in a big way and figured out babysitting for all my therapy appointments. It was so important and necessary for me to be able to get to therapy and work on my mental health, so then I could take care of my family and work through what I was experiencing. Our friends made this possible as trying to find a babysitter probably would have stopped me from going. Just getting to therapy itself was draining and and exhausting. By communicating with them and also offering tangible ways of helping, you are letting them know you are serious about helping. 
So many times people say, let me know if you need help. Let me know if you need anything. This is not helpful. First, a grieving person doesn't really even have the capacity to think about and know what ways could be helpful. Second, they are in such a vulnerable place. They don't know how to reach out and ask for help when they need it. When you offer ideas of ways you can happily help, it's a win for them and a win for you. I have a very strong faith background and a lot of people and friends who are also of the same faith. I have seen this next part play over and over and over again, and I want to try to communicate how we can do better. I believe in the power of prayer, and I believe praying for someone is so powerful. I believe God hears our prayers and even the cries in our hearts of wanting to help someone. But I think it can so easily be used as an excuse to not send that message or not offer physical help. It's so easy to post on Facebook or in a group chat, sending prayers for you and your family, and then mentally check that box and move on. I want to encourage you that if you think of them throughout your day, or if you are remembering them in prayer, especially many months or even years down the road, that you send them a text letting them know. They do not know that you are thinking of them, and many times grief can feel so lonely. Those messages of remembrance and love can really mean a lot. I do not mean that prayer is useless. I believe it is super powerful. But you can pray, and you can also let your friend know that you are thinking of them, or step in to help in physical ways. Here are some ways that you can help. You can clean their house, check with them first. There could be something left of their child that they do not want cleaned or the memories wiped away. Do grocery shopping, set up a meal train, set up babysitting for therapy, time together as husband and wife, time to go to the cemetery, time to be alone so they can grieve for whatever they need. Sit with them, include them and get togethers even if they don't come. Don't be offended. They might not be ready. Bring supper over or meals for the freezer. Check in often to see how they're doing. Help financially with medical or funeral costs. Remember, this can be very difficult for them to take because their child means more than any amount of money, and this money can feel horrible to get. I still believe it's a good thing to send with no judgment of what they do with it. As a part of your friend's support system, it can be easy to get offended by what your friend does Your friend might not be able to appreciate the things that you are bending over backwards trying to do for them, or they might not be able to express their thanks. But remember, your friend is in such a fragile time right now. They are shattered, emotionally fragile, and very vulnerable. They might do things in that time that they will regret, and there will be times that you will get so frustrated trying to help. Trying to help them, when there are those kinds of moments, try to remember to have empathy and compassion for them. They are being stretched and changed in ways that they didn't want, and so they might not act like themselves. It's the same compassion I hope your friend will have for you if you mess up or do something that was not helpful for them. Please don't take it personally if the things that you offer do to help are not well received. When you take offense, you're making their grief about yourself, and this doesn't help them. Of course, offer ideas of things you are able to help with, But if that's not what they want, please don't make things worse for them by expressing your annoyance that they didn't need that specific kind of help. And then I have another section. It's like two different chapters from the book. So this one is about it's okay to cry. Sitting with your friend's emotions can be a little scary, right? It's scary to know what to do or say. Why is that? Because you might make them cry? Let me tell you, crying is okay. Crying is normal and a natural release of emotion. 
and your friend probably has done a lot of crying. It's not a bad thing. Society has taught us that crying is a weakness. It's easy to get scared and want to run away from those emotions. When your friend cries in front of you, realize that you have the great honor of sitting with your friend in their pain. If they are comfortable crying with you, you have a special relationship that allows room for that. You are blessed. Those tears are coming for a reason, and it's okay to embrace that. Remember with these tears and in general, when going to be with your friend, that you don't need to try to fix anything or make anything better. When they cry, it doesn't mean you have to try to make them stop crying. Your instinct might be to fill up the silence with words and change the mood of the moment. But remember this, silence is okay. (laughs) Can I say that again? Silence is okay. You do not need to fill every void or gap. This comes from a place of insecurity in yourself. You feel you need to say or do something to fix the situation and not make it so awkward. But many times, as the bereaved, we just need to know that we have the support and love from someone. We need to know that they love us enough to sit in silence and not need to fill the gaps. Something I found so profound in my therapy sessions was that my therapist was comfortable with silence. When I was working through some pretty difficult thoughts, he would sit for a long time in silence with me. Sometimes he would say something or ask a question to clarify, but many times I would break the silence with something else that came to my mind. Silence is super powerful with grief. Next time you feel the need to say or do something because your friend is crying, remember it's okay to just be with them as well and allow space for them to talk if they need to. On the other side of the spectrum, it's okay to laugh as well. When you see your friend smile and laugh, it's okay that they're laughing. I remember seeing a picture of another mom who had lost her daughter before Arya died. And she was smiling, and I thought to myself, I don't know how she's smiling. Her daughter just died. Oh, how naive and clueless I was. Laughter is a great relief from the grief if it comes. But I can tell you that the laughter is a different laughter than before. This laughter and smiles are tinged with grief and pain. The smile that you see does not show the depth and the pain that they're feeling and the constant thoughts about their child. So that's the end of the couple chapters that I read. Um, So basically they're on like, how can you help your grieving friend physically? And how can you help your grieving friend with the pain of the emotions? And just reading it again, I just agree so much with it. And I hope that it's helpful for you. And if you have any friends that are in your life or support people in your life that you can send this to and just let them know these few ways. I might record more of this book later just because there is so much more in there that I could share. But I want you to know that you don't have to do this alone. And I hope that the friends and the people around you, the support system, your family can really give you the space to know that your grief is normal and that we don't need to fix fix the pain because it's a normal response to loss. I also just want to let you know about my new workshop. It is called Stop Talking, Start Feeling. It's specifically for grief and diving into the emotions of grief and how can you process the emotions. So often we feel like we need to talk about it and many people I talk to go to therapy for years and years and they don't see any change or progress. And I think something very important that we need to touch on is also connecting with our body and processing the emotions within our body. So 
I created this program, this workshop. It is only $27 and you can go get it by going to meganhillica.com slash workshop. And it's specifically for the emotions of guilt and sadness. Um, there also is a section on how to process and navigate the difficult emotions of grief. And then there are meditations and journal prompts and many things guiding you and helping you process specifically guilt and um, sadness. So if you want to check that out, again, it's meganhelica.com slash workshop. So just sending you a big hug. I'll see you all next week. While this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over, you can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope and life after loss and to know that they are never alone. Mm-hmm.